You are listening to From Sobriety to Recovery with Jesse Mogul, episode 156. Let's get to the show. Welcome back to From Sobriety to Recovery. I am your host, Jesse Mogul, and I am in addiction recovery. Boy, oh boy, have I been thinking about this topic for a little bit. And one of the things that came to my self-awareness this week, I was talking to one of my tribal members, um, and we were having a conversation around his emotions. And one of the things he expressed to me was that he was afraid to let me know how he was really feeling because he wanted me to perceive him um, in a better place than he actually was in. And I've been having a tough go of things the last couple of weeks. And I let him know that. And I let him in on some of, you know, not necessarily the the deep intimate details about what was going on, but certainly that I was having my own struggles. Struggles and challenges and barriers are, I think, a normal part of life, let alone addiction recovery. And I've listened to enough life coaches and, you know, the, the Brooke Castillos and the Gary Vaynerchuks. Although I don't know if I'd call Gary V a life coach. He certainly is a, uh, he certainly is a motivational, inspirational kind of guy. He wants to make sure you're busting your ass. And the Eckhart Tolle's and the Alan Watts's and, all, you know, all these people, Deepak Chopra's and uh, the ones who are really out there, you know, pushing positive messages, the Stephen Covey's of the world and people like that, Tony Robbins, and I could run down a whole list. Hell, even David Goggins in his own way is a bit of a coach when it comes to just showing people you can really push yourself way past what you think your body can handle. I've listened to so many of them, and because of the positive language patterns that I you know, pursue, I'm, I'm very reluctant sometimes to call things difficult or challenges because I, I do believe it's a choice. You can see it as a difficult challenge. You can see it as an opportunity, a solution opportunity rather than a problem. At the same time, let's just drop the BS for a moment and just, just face it. I mean, life can just suck sometimes. It's not sobriety that sucks. It can just be life. Life can just, man, it can throw you some freaking fastballs right down the middle. You just do not see coming. And you're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> freaking A, man, back here again. Right? Thought I had this emotional intelligence thing down. Thought I had this physical development thing down. Thought I had my mental acuity on check. Thought I was had my spiritual growth. Whatever it is that you might feel challenged by. Whatever it is I might feel challenged by. The fact is, is it happens. You know, there, there is a part of me that feels like I don't necessarily want to keep up a facade that everything is awesome. Everything is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of a team. <laughs> or a tribe. But there is also that part of me that that wants to show that my material works, that things will get better. And I'm part, you know, um, whether I'm a major part of your addiction recovery, sobriety journey, or I'm just a supplement, however it is, however it is you've incorporated me in, I want to show you this stuff works. I also think that it's very imperative that I show you that it's not that this stuff doesn't always work. It's just that I'm still running all of this stuff through me on a regular basis. 
to sit here and say that everything is awesome and everything is going great and that there's been no emotional upheaval moving myself halfway across the country that there you know that that the business is going great even you know post if you could call us in post covid right that the networks is growing and all the addiction recovery centers love me and every speech i give people are just dying to become a part of the program and it's not the case I spend hundreds of hours moving my Wise Mind Empowerment Hub from one uh, web server to the next because I thought the interface was better, and I still do, and I love it, just to see nobody sign up for the, the first week. And I thought, surely, that some of y'all would want to sign up just because of your your support of the podcast. Now, it's not up to you to feel uh, 100% compelled to join the hub as much as it's part of my um, mission, my goal to show you why signing up for the hub is important. And I had a lot of sadness and depression around the fact that it didn't just take off like gangbusters like I thought it would. Um, living here in my housemate's house, still don't have my own place, still working on getting the business, you know, booming and blossoming. I have all of these visions for it and I will never stop working toward it. Just sometimes, I, you know, I get it in my head that things should be happening faster that I've put in four years and it should be further along, but that's an expectation. And frustrations are a function of expectations. We get frustrated and we get frustrated because things don't play out the way that we thought that they would or hoped that they would or envisioned they would. And this isn't just with the career. This could be with my love life. This could be with my family, familial relationships. This could be with, uh, you know, I don't know, freaking cryptocurrencies. There can be expectations around so many things. And as humans, we are hardwired to have this idea and then ex- then expect it to play out if we put effort toward it in a certain way. I, I just think it's part of our human wiring. NLP has certainly helped me understand the ebbs and flows of emotions better, Right. Some people say that NLP is a temporary fix. Well, anything that you only do once is going to be a temporary fix, right? Yeah, there's hypnosis is part of NLP. You know, somebody could hypnotize you to stay away from Oreo cookies or Jack Daniels, but the lessons that they teach you during the hypnosis is just the beginnings part. It'd be like them showing you how to do a bicep curl. If that's all you do, and then you just go back to your same old life, it's only going to be a matter of time before you're triggered back into that behavior. Because one hypnosis session cannot possibly unwire 20 years of programming. It can be a damn good start, absolutely, but there's still going to be work on your end to shift your environment, to grow your, your positive mindset, to choose a positive actions and to notice the cue that results in the craving, that brings you to that action, that brings you to the reward. It's understanding how habits are created. and It's understanding how um, your physical body is actually playing a huge role in, in what you eat. All of these things will help you move yourself from sober curious to sobriety to recovery. But just thinking that you can just you know, go to a one therapy session or have one NLP session or just have one, you know, one thing done and expect everything to be better. That'd be absurd. Any more than me just thinking 200 hours worth of work should have made this thing, you know, a bestseller. There's a lot of little intricacies that go involved in everything. And we can have expectations, but it's, it's in those expectations that we can become frustrated. 
And it's within the frustration that we can cause ourselves to talk ourselves out of what it is we actually want to do. We start to rationalize with ourselves why it won't work so that we can quit now before we have to face any more disappointment. That doesn't work anymore. We're in sobriety. We're in recovery. Hell, you're in sober curiosity. Hell, you could have used four or five days ago. But you know, you've already made the decision that one day you'll be sober. It's only a matter of time before you actually move on it. And then each and every day, you keep taking action on the decisiveness and the courage you took on when you decided you were going to become sober. Like my TikTok today talked about bravery. Bravery is that split second when you make the decision to make a massive change in your life. That's the bravery. You had it right then and there. Tomorrow, I'll discuss courage on the TikToks, and we'll talk about how courage becomes that prolonged bravery. The key thing we want to understand about the way that our minds work is that it's, it, there's programming that has happened. And next week, we're going to talk about more and more and more about the programming. I've got a great episode lined up for you about the programming. But today, I want to stick on the topic of your impact tree. And so let me circle back to why I'm discussing everything I've discussed up to this point. I got into all of this because one day I woke up in a shit tub and decided I was no longer going to sit back and idly watch myself die. The Grim Reaper was standing over my shoulder, chomping his bits, and I, and I looked in the mirror and thought, there is no way this is my fullest potential. There is no way that this is the best that my life can get. There's no way that I'm going to allow one of my roommates to come kicking in the bathroom door and find me covered in my own freaking disgusting filth in a bathtub. No. I made the phone call to Kaiser. You guys have heard the story, and I chose a different way. Now, I tried to choose a different way hundreds of times before. Sometimes I was able to get a couple days, 30 days, 90 days in, but I always went back. This last time I quit was just the last time I quit. Everybody who has long-term recovery has the last time they quit, but there was many, many, many times before that. It's no different to me than this business that I created simply because I started learning amazing ways to make my life be better, feel better, do better. And because of just my, probably since I was a child and my mom was, you know, my mom's shit bag was split open. I just have always felt the need to be of service, to help others whenever I thought I had a possible solution. And it's all about possibility, which we're going to get into even deeper here in a moment. It's about the possibilities of what life can become. It's about the possibilities of what sobriety can bring into your life. Because you already know what addiction can bring into your life. That is very set in your mind. It's gone from possibility to just what is the probability that to this drink is going to lead me to the next drink that's going to lead me to the next blackout that's going to lead me to the next crappy-ass day I've got to somehow hung over my way through until I can get to my next using moment. Whether that be drugs, alcohol, food, sex, gambling, porn, telephones, whatever the frick it is, it's always just circling back. It's the loop. It's the loop. It's the loop. We already know what that loop brings us. It's like eating... I don't know, gas station sushi, whose expiration date was four days ago. Pretty sure you know what the outcome of that one's going to be. But yeah, we, we keep going back to that gas station, eating the four-day 
past expiration date sushi day in and day out expecting a different outcome? Now, Einstein did not say that that was the definition of insanity, but I'm sure he probably thought if he had ever wanted to say it, that would be something he would say, but he didn't say it. My incessant need to guide other people to just experience life differently, to understand how they create pictures in their minds and how that ultimately becomes what affects our emotional state and our body language and so on and so forth. Once I learned that, I had to share it. And then I kept learning more and sharing more and learning more and sharing more. And not everyone's going to be my cup of tea any more than they're all going to be mine and I'm going to be theirs and it's going to be some happy freaking kumbaya all the time. Certain people are going to be into these strategies and these patterns and these sequences. You're, you want to know why? Why you keep circling back? to the same thing over and over and over again, even though you know it's going to give you the same shitty outcome, join the hub. I'll teach you in there with workbooks and, and bonus videos and audios and meditations and all this other cool stuff. You want to you want to actively figure all of this stuff out? Oh yeah, that's what I'm creating for us over there. And I can't expect everything to take off like gangbusters, but I also have to remember that the impact I have on people oftentimes isn't necessarily something that I get to the benefit of knowing about. Sometimes you guys reach out to me, I have phone calls with you, I get to hear about the impact, but for the most part, of the thousands and thousands of you who download each episode and listen to it, I won't know any of the impact I'm actually having. But based on the numbers, I'm having enough that you're staying. So today... This is like the longest intro to the topic of history of all time. Today, I'm going to discuss your impact tree. I call it the tree of impact, the impact tree. I want to discuss your impact tree. Because I think for a lot of us, when we start to think about our future, whether it's in sobriety or long-term recovery or continued addiction, we know we're going to affect other people. And that obviously isn't a deterrent to stop us from using because there's plenty of people who shed tears over our using. There's been relationships that have broken up. There's been family members that have disowned us. There's been children who turned our backs on us. There's been a, a myriad of people. Jobs that swore you were the most important person on staff until they were handing you a box of your crap and telling you to exit stage left, don't ever come back. Clearly, if that stuff was going to have the impact on us that people think that it would, it's like the messages that smoke another cigarette and you'll die, and they and they put like a dead corpse or like a rotten lung on the pack of cigarettes. That does not stop people from cig smoking cigarettes. In fact, it causes smokers to have more anxiety, which is which anxiety becomes a trigger for smoking cigarettes. It's probably one of the reasons why we started smoking to begin with. And then boom, before you know it, you know, the rotten lung on the cigarette packs just making you smoke more cigarettes a day. It was actually, uh, as much as the cigarette company may not have been thrilled about having to slap rotten body parts on top of their uh, cigarette packs, I can assure you <laughs> it's actually been more of a benefit benefit for them than it's been a hindrance. <laughs> so when you think about what's driving your sobriety or your continued addiction, I want you to think about it in terms of this impact tree. Because it's this impact tree that fuels me each and every day to continue to push forward, to grow this, knowing one day that it'll be what it is I want it to be because of the effort that I'll put in, because of the people that I'll touch. It, it will grow. It, it will continue to expand. It'll be marvelous when one day at episode 327, you know, I, I've got, you know, 
Tony Robbins or Eckhart Tolle or Brene Brown or, or you know, Carol Dweck on the show. And I'm talking about how they were a huge part of the initial launch of this show and how much their material has impacted me. Thus, it's impacted all of you. It's going to be great one day when they're all on this show. And I want you to think about that as well. What is your impact tree? Now, what is an impact tree? Now, I think it's important real fast that I show you that you live in one every single day. Every single choice is an impact tree. But I'm going to give you two examples that are happening right now in society that make this extremely easy for you to visualize. And an impact tree can be drawn out very much like a, um, like a mind map would be drawn out, um, where you take an initial event that's in the middle of it. And then you start to grow out the different possibilities that can come from that initial event. We're not looking for probability when we draw up this. We're not, oh, well, that probably couldn't happen. So I'm not going to put that down as one of the orders of impact. We're looking for possibility. So anything that could come from that initial event can be written out. What's key is we understand in what order it should be written out in. And this is actually an economic philosophy. And I'm, don't worry, you're not getting into deep economic theory here. So ride or die with me on this one, guys. I'm taking you somewhere, I promise. But initially, this is actually written out as an economic impact. It helps people understand what will happen economically when certain situations arise. All right. The key about this impact tree is that any impact that is likely to result from the event, whether negative or positive, is called an acceptable impact. It's the, the question is one of possibility, again, not probability. In this impact tree, this initial event is written out in a circle in the middle of the page, and each first-order impact is written in a circle that links to it. And then the first order has second orders and third orders and fourth orders. Right? It's, it's, it literally is a mind map. Right? It's just the way that it, this is taught in economics isn't necessarily with the term mind map, but it is. It's a mind map. So let's show you two that are happening around you right now before we jump into your impact tree of sobriety versus addiction. Let's first go with COVID. The initial event is COVID. COVID happens. COVID is the initial event. A first order impact would be that people get sick. A second order of the impact, right? Because now we're, that's all we're doing is we're just connecting lines of possibility. So the initial event's COVID. The first, the first impact is people get sick. The second impact is that places shut down. The third impact is that things don't get made. Fourth impact is that now the shelves are empty. The fifth impact is that people panic. The sixth impact is that they, they make a run on the stores, which further empties the shelves, which now with seventh impact is that people panic again, right? Because the shelves are more empty. So they go and they buy more stuff. Now we're at the eighth impact. Ninth impact is now the shelves are more empty. And the tenth impact is that people panic again. And it becomes this loop. It started, the loop started as soon as we got through the fourth, fifth, and sixth order. Shelves are empty. People panic. They buy more stuff. Shelves are empty. People panic. They buy more stuff. We watched this play out in the first 90 to 120 days of the COVID pandemic. And that's just one possible impact tree that came from COVID. Let's take another really huge event that we all are, most of you, unless you live under a rock, are pretty aware of, is that Russia invaded Ukraine. Russia invades Ukraine. That's the initial event. All right, first impact, sanctions are levied. From that, the second impact is that imports and exports slow or stop. Third impact is there's a fear of a fuel shortage. Right, F fourth impact, 
causes the prices all go up by a buck. Fifth impact is people panic, freak out, whatever it is they do, right? Now the fifth, the sixth impact is people make a run on gas stations. Seventh impact is there's less gas available. Eighth impact is gas prices go up. Now there's a run on gas stations again, which is the ninth impact. Now there's less gas. It's the tenth impact. Do you see how that quickly that spirals? It becomes a loop. Another possibility at the at the fourth impact moment where people panic and freak out or whatever is the fifth impact is people tighten their wallets. Sixth one is that businesses slow down, restaurants, gyms, shopping malls no longer have people going there and spending money because they tighten their wallets. Now those employees, seventh impact, get less shifts. Eighth impact is people have less money. Ninth impact is that people spend less money. They tighten their wallets more. Tenth impact is more businesses slow down. And then there's the loop. More businesses slowing down means that people get less shifts. People have less money. People spend left and it becomes a loop. This is literally happening in your life right now. Supply chains are breaking down all over the place, right? China's not thrilled with us. Saudi Arabia is talking about accepting the uh, the, the yuan as uh, money for oil. That's causing people to panic on Wall Street. You're seeing fluctuations all around the world in stock markets. It's, it's literally, this is the impact tree. So let me take this out of this financial world. Thank you for riding along with me in, the, in that. And let's bring it to your sobriety and recovery. Right? There is you in the middle. You, you are the initial event in this. You existing. You breathing tomorrow morning when you wake up. You breathing right now as you listen to this. Right? The, the, the first impact of you could be one of you is getting sober or one of you is getting drunk, right? Now, the initial event could be you woke up in a good mood and, and then it could be that you, you know, drank or didn't drink. It could be woke up in a bad mood and drank or didn't drink, right? Whatever you want the initial event to be, let's, let's make it even simpler for you to follow because I really want you to be able to take this out of this podcast and actually start writing this down on paper. So for those of you who are studious, grab some pen and paper, pause me if you have to, and in the initial event, I want you to write out that you wake up drunk. That's your initial event. You wake up drunk. I'm taking this away from you being in the middle. That may have seemed a little complicated. Let's just make this even simpler. This is how I, this is how I teach it. You in the middle, wake up drunk. All right, so initial event, open your eyes and you're drunk. First impact is now you, you're, 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 you woke up hungover. Second impact is now you're not nice to people today. Third impact is they are mean back to you. All right? Fourth impact is you're meaner back. Fifth impact is a huge argument ensues. Sixth impact is now you're both in a bad mood. Seventh impact is that you both walk away from it in bad moods and you're mean to other people. You're in a bad mood around other people. Ninth impact is that those people that you were negative toward, uh, now you put them in a bad mood, so they go off and they're in a bad mood to other people. And now this bad mood you woke up in because you were hungover, now it, it grows exponentially. Right Now everybody who had some level of, of, of impact from you waking up hungover goes home. They're in a bad mood. right? Maybe they drink or they overeat. 
right? Because now they're in a bad mood. You're in a bad mood. So you go home, you drink and overeat. Now we're at like the 10th impact of this and the loop is established. Now people wake up the next morning, they overate, they overdrank, they overgambled, whatever their, their vice of choice is. They will, they wake up and they're hungover from it. They're not nice to people, right? So then that's the, these people they're mean to are, they go off and become mean. And then it becomes this circle, right? I mean, you see it happen in society. You wake up in a crap-ass mood. You're mean to people. They're mean back to you, so you're more mean. Everybody walks away pissed off, and they just start to spread their bad mood like COVID. Like, it just starts to spread like a virus. Now, let's imagine that you wake up sober. That's the initial event. You wake up sober. Right? First order of impact, you're in a good mood, decent mood. Shit. You know what? You're just in a better mood than you would be if you woke up hungover. I'm not asking you to be shooting rainbows at your butt or anything, you know, dancing in the forest like a smurf, thinking everything's all hunky dory. Sometimes it's just like, yay, yeah, at least you're at least you didn't wake up hungover, right? You're at least in a better mood than if you'd have done that. So now you're just inherently nicer to people. Everyone start that that's the third order of impact. Everyone starts off their day in a better place, fourth order. By the fifth order, you go to work and you're nicer to people. The sixth order, those you touch and affect have pleasant experiences. Seventh order, they go off and they pay it forward. Eighth order is your impact tree begins to grow exponentially. Ninth order is you go home in a good or decent or hell, just a better mood than you would have spending the whole day hungover. Tenth order of impact, you have a good dinner, you have a good meal, you have good time together with people in your house, you're in a good mood, you're chipper, you read a cool book, you meditate, you you do some self-care. The loop is established. Now you're going to wake up sober. You're in a good, decent, better mood than you would have hung over. You're nicer to people. They're nicer to you. Everyone starts off in a better place. You go to work or school or wherever you go and you're nicer. Right Now we're at the sixth order of impact. Those you touch and affect have pleasant experiences. Seventh order, they go off and they pay it forward. Eighth order, your impact tree grows. Ninth order, you go home in a good, decent, hell, like once again, better mood than you would have spending the whole day hungover. Tenth order, good meal, good self-care, good good evening, good night's sleep, and you wake up and it becomes this loop. This is your impact tree. Now, for those of you who are saying, Jesse, you have way oversimplified this. Just because I wake up sober and I'm in a good mood and I'm nice to people does not mean my whole day is going to go off shooting rainbows out of my eyes. Absolutely right. You're totally right. Some jerk could cut you off. Somebody else woke up and they were they they woke up in in the bad mood loop. And the bad mood impact tree, they come in, they want to be nasty, right? You can choose in that moment whether to take on their negative behavior as your own or whether you're just going to choose to keep shooting rainbows out of your eyes. That's your choice. There's going to be plenty of times during the day where a flat tire, uh, you know, your dish comes out wrong, cold, late at a restaurant. Somebody's having a bad day, so they yell at you. There's plenty of times where your positive impact tree could be shifted into a more negative impact tree if you choose to let that event cause it to shift you out of your positive loop. This was a really great conversation I had with my therapist, Melissa, the other day because we started talking about how when you get sober, and we've discussed this before, that homeostasis boat about, well, when you get sober, you stand up and you're sober and you would think everybody around you wanted you to be sober. That's all they ever talked about. Jesse, please get sober. Please get sober. Please get sober. You're dying. We're sad. You're mean. Whatever it is, please just get sober. and We'll be so happy to be around you. 
What they don't take into account is that they've created their own programming, their own habits, their own impact tree around the way that I behave around them. So as much as that they consciously said that they wanted me to get sober, they unconsciously have habits built up around me not being sober. This is happening to you as well. So even in your own home, when everyone's been begging you, Daddy, Mommy, please get sober. We love you. We want you to be healthy. Fine. You get sober. Now all of a sudden, you want to be more attentive around the house. Now all of a sudden, that teenager who was getting away with looking at the phone or rolling their eyes or giving you back talk or getting shitty grades, now all of a sudden, you want to be fully into their life. Well, they've developed an entire programming, an entire life up around you being checked out, you not being present. So they wanted you to come home sober. They wanted you to be more sober, but they weren't prepared for what sober you was actually going to be like in that house. Same with your partner. They developed an entire set of programming and and behaviors and habits around you coming home from work stinking of booze or having been drinking all day and not being present. Now all of a sudden you want to be present. You want to have really cool conversations. You want to be more active in their life. Right, You want to be a little bit more touchy-feely. You want to be a little bit more active outside the house. Now you're going to meetings and you're meeting new people and you're bringing these stories home. And all of a sudden, they, they aren't prepared for the kind of growth that you're going through because for the longest time, you're just this, junk, this drunk schmo who came stumbling in, acting the fool. And they grew up. Uh, well, they necessarily grew up. But yeah, I mean, they grew up around that long enough to say this is the way that it's going to be. So they consciously ask for you to be sober, but they unconsciously aren't prepared for it because they've grown their impact tree around understanding how you are going to behave. They've shifted their impact tree from one of possibility to probability. This is the probability that this is how they're going to behave today when they come back from happy hour. Now, all of a sudden, the impact tree is going to shift because you no longer behave that way. Now the impact tree is done. Now they're expect. Now all of a sudden you come home from work and you're sober. You're more present. You want to be more involved. Or maybe you don't want to be more involved. You're, now, you, now you look around and you're just sort of like, this is the shit life I created for myself while I was drunk for the last 20 years. And now your impact tree is built up around sobriety, but still animosity. And I can't keep throwing out different variations of this, this whole episode will just start to spiral down into madness. You guys have, you guys have gotten this concept by now. What I want you to really understand about this is that their homeostasis is built up, their equilibrium, their, their way of managing you is built up around a certain way you behaved. When you shift that behavior, don't expect them to just immediately be able to shift their behavior. Just because your behavior shifts doesn't mean they're immediately going to be able to shift their behavior. They may not believe you're going to stick with it. They may have seen this before. They may doubt that you could actually do this because they think it's damn near, you know, they think it's extremely difficult. So, of course, if they think it's difficult and they couldn't do it, then why could you? You will definitely run into this with your intoxicated friends you're still trying to hang out with. What's important for you to notice with this impact tree is when you write down sober, wake up sober, step two, in a good mood, Impact three, nicer to people. Impact four, everyone starts off the day in a better place. I'll put this in the show notes so that you can see how I wrote it out. What's important is that you understand that this is happening. I'm just bringing this into your self-awareness. This has already been happening. 
it's much like the six human needs I talked about in episode three, which I've been talking a lot about with clients and tribe members and, and at speeches and presentations and stuff. Because I really do believe all the whys that you're that you're searching for. Why did you get drunk? Why did you use drugs? Why? 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 All the whys that you want. Start listening to episode three again. And here in the hub. I'm actually going to be releasing an entire course on the six human needs and how they connect to our addictions and how they do it. Uh, they do connect to our undesirable life and how we can begin to shift them to a more desirable outcome, to more desirable life. Because when you can attach three or more of the human needs to positivity and desirable outcomes and, and habits, then you will begin to notice that your life will become exponentially better. Because you've been attaching these human needs to your undesirable addictions. So let's just shift the way your mind has been programmed to operate without having to rewrite all of the code. We just have to rewrite your actions. And that starts with your thoughts and your feelings. And so there's going to be a whole bunch of that. And that's coming out in May. For now, I'm going to teach you how you internalize your reality. And it's, you know, again, I did a whole episode on the hub. None of y'all signed up yet. Super bummed about that. I have no doubt eventually y'all will get on board. It will come. I promise myself and you that it's worth your time. I mean, trust me, it's worth the time. Check it out. Give it, give it a month and tell me that it doesn't change the way you see your world. And this impact tree is what fires me up. This is what keeps me going. When I realize that now the initial event, you know, make a podcast, uh, impact one, you guys listen to it. Impact two, you learn better ways to understand your life. Impact three, you go off and apply it in your life. Impact four, positive or desirable outcomes, or at least if nothing else, the experience occurs. Impact five, or am I at six now? Let's just say six. Impact six, you evaluate the results. Impact seven, you reapply. Impact eight, you reevaluate. Impact nine, you get the desirable outcome that you seek. Impact 10, you start to apply it to other areas of your life. And a month from now, your life is better. And you're like, you may not even remember that it all started with this podcast. That's what fuels me up is to understand that just one person saved today. Just one person extinguished with one of my buckets of water from the fire that they are living in. That's it. That's it. That's booyah. That's amazing. Now let's grow that impact. Let's make this impact tree so large that those that I mentor and those that I coach, they go off and, and eventually any good mentor will will hope that their mentees go off and share and, and grow their own thing. Any great mentor knows they will. And I know people will graduate from me eventually. I hope you always listen to the show because I intend on bringing you fresh, hot, awesome things to talk about. But I know you're also going to go out there and create your own stuff. I want you to create your own stuff. And I want you to understand how your impact tree is, is literally manifesting the world you want to live in. You want to live in a world where people are open-minded and inclusive? Then be open-minded and inclusive. You want to live in a world where people release the stigma of addiction? Then talk about your addiction. You release the stigma first. I'm not embarrassed about talking about this stuff. People can have whatever image they want of me in their head when I tell them I'm in addiction recovery. That matters not to me. I do not care. Because if I keep my voice silent, then somebody out there who really needs to hear it won't be able to find me. 
just like they won't be able to find you. Talk about this podcast. Talk about the things you learn on it. Talk about the things you learn in your meetings. Obviously, you've got to be anonymous with most of that stuff. You don't go throwing out people's names. Hell, if there's things going on within the tribe with members that they won't, they're not privy to. I keep secrets. It's the coolest part about this job. So I get to know what's going on in people's lives and help them. And I don't have any inclination or desire to share that. I can bring their stories to the show just like you can bring your own personal experiences into other people's lives. Being mindful of, you know, keeping certain people's anonymity just for the sake of humility and gratitude that somebody was even vulnerable enough and, and honored you or me in this particular situation to share this information with me to begin with. I love the impact that this podcast has. And, and I have no doubt that people who are in your first, second, third, fourth circles or order of impacts, if you will, have been changed by the way you have changed. Just understand that they didn't sign up for addiction recovery. They didn't sign up for sobriety. They didn't sign up to learn all of this stuff. You did. They're not always going to be as amicable and amenable to being told this stuff or having it repeated back to them just because you're excited about it. I wish they would be. Trust me. God, I wish they would be. But everybody grows at their own rate. Every seed sprouts at its own timeline. If you want to see seeds around you sprouting in a more desirable way, a more effective way, then share what you're learning in your sobriety and recovery with others. Not in a preachery, I know better than you kind of way, but in a, hey, I really learned this cool thing today. Can I discuss it with you? Kind of way. And watch your impact tree grow. I really felt fired up to bring this to you guys when I first heard about this this economic impact uh, model that I was taught recently because I thought, man, you don't get sober for other people because if it worked that way, we would have all been sober years ago. But when you think about reasons to continue your sobriety, you think about the impact you're having on others. You think about the kind of mentor or the role model you can be this role model and mentoring thing isn't just for kids. Anybody who sees you being nice at the deli counter when it's, you know, when it's clear that the last customer was rude to the deli meat slicer person, and then you're nice. Right? That, there's a pay it forward thing that's going on right then and there that you were the creator of. This is beyond, to me, a possibility of how we as a nation, for those of you in the United States, although I really do believe a lot of countries are sort of divided by a lot of things right now, so any nation really, if we started to understand how the impact of listening to somebody else's opinion, even if we didn't necessarily agree with it, doesn't mean we condone it, just means that we respect them enough to understand that they're going to have a different opinion than us. The impact of embracing just their human right to have a different opinion then they might embrace yours. Maybe not right away, but in time. In time, right? Every seed sprouts at its own rate. I'm telling you, it may not happen overnight. It may not even happen in a year or two. 
But you, you watch. If people really started to understand their impact tree and started to understand how far their branches could spread and provide people with the strength and the courage and the determination to step out of their own shadow self and into their own light. Man, the way this world could be in a generation, it would be a complete about face. It's an option. It's part of the impact tree. And like the impact tree says, we're not looking for probability here. We're looking for possibility. And that's what NLP is all about. Possibility. Because once you see that something's possible, it gives you the bravery and the courage to go make it happen. Every day is a new day. It's a new day to make a new choice. What choices are you making? Take this out of your head, put it on paper. Start to write up the impact tree in a way that can bring your life to a more desirable place, to a more desirable state of mind. I can assure you, I think about my impact tree so many different ways, from holding the door open for somebody at a gas station to not cutting somebody off on the road to leaving the last donut in the box for somebody else in the family. What is your impact tree? How can you begin to change yourself in a way that grows you beyond measure? It starts internally. That's where the passion comes from. Passion is internalized. The passion you'll have for life, the passion you'll have for your sobriety, the passion you'll have for your recovery, the passion you will have to seek a better version of yourself. And at some point, it'll become your purpose to share that externally, to guide people, to alert them that there are other possibilities. And that, my friends, is how your impact tree grows to the heights of a sequoia. I look forward to being in a forest full of sequoias. As always, inclusivity over exclusivity, the power of positive energy, release, and flow every day is the best day of our lives when we wake up sober. Join the hub, jessemogul.com forward slash the hub to get more of this stuff delivered directly to your eyeballs. If you need more knowledge about it, jessemogul.com forward slash the hub. I created a really cool page for it and everything. Shout out to Sunshine Glow On. See you next week. Much love. Bye-bye. 